Hello, you're listening to Baking to the Bee Movies with Ashley and Steph, broadcasting from the woods of Western Massachusetts, here to talk about the beautiful, the gory, the nonsensical, and of course, mostly bad horror filmmaking that we all know and love. In conjunction with creating recipes inspired by these beautiful abominations, you can follow us on Instagram at Baking to the Bee Movies and on Twitter at Baking to Bee Movies. Here is your spoiler warning and foul language warning, so listener discretion is advised. You can catch us wherever you get your podcasts and make sure that you hit that subscribe button. Now onward to good food, good friends, and movies so bad we literally cannot stop talking about them. You are listening to Baking to the Bee Movies. How's it going? My name is Ashley. My name is Steph. Thank you so much for joining us today, everyone. Thank you for coming back and listening. Um, <laughs> Steph is <laughs> Steph is glaring at me <laughs> right now. She is pissed. She's so pissed um, at me at this movie specifically at me for picking this movie um but i i put my foot down you're on my shit list <laughs> I'm, on, I'm on your shit list is mm. that <laughs> yeah. um i'm i'm excited i'm excited to talk about this movie <laughs> of I, course I'm, you are. I of course i am because it's it's so bad it is it is <laughs> i want to say it might be the worst one we've watched this season yeah i don't think that's an exaggeration no, um before... not even remotely close <laughs> And I just, I remember, I remember when you started watching it and I, you know, my phone was like sitting on my desk at my apartment and I was, I don't even remember what I was doing. I think I was like putting groceries away and it, it kept lighting up because mm-hmm. you were texting me. And when I, I glanced at it, cause I was like putting some stuff in my fridge and you were talking about how you were watching it and I just kind of cackled and put <laughs> the phone back down. And then I had like 30 messages where you're just like, what is this? Like, why is this? What the hell is this? <laughs> Um, why does this movie exist? Why does this movie exist? <laughs> Before we get into this movie, I just want to remind everyone, um, you can follow us on Instagram. That is Baking to the Bee Movies. We are also on Twitter, Baking to Bee Movies. Um, we are available on Spotify, Audible, Apple, Anywhere Amazon, you can get your podcast. Anywhere you can get your podcast. Um, yep. SoundCloud, we have the full listing of all the episodes in case you missed anything. But definitely subscribe. Give us five stars because we are the best follow us on instagram follow us on Insta- on the gram doing it for the gram that's where all of our um, recipes are and you know hopefully after we hopefully after we do this episode we'll still have a podcast because you are pretty angry <laughs> with me you are pretty mad at me i'm voting you off the island um, <laughs> i'm gonna start doing it myself so why don't we just dive right into this because i i hinted at what we were going to well actually you know we still have to talk about the recipe from from the last episode yes. and i i think a lot of people kind of know which movie we're going to talk about in a few minutes um, I will reveal it in a, in a moment, just so you can roll your eyes and and glare at me. But um, right, I'm looking around the room to see if there's anything you can within arm's with. reach I can smack <laughs> you in the face with. Um, so obviously, for our last episode, we did Nightmare on Elm Street Four: The Dream Master. You made a meatball pizza inspired so by the Soul Pizza in that movie. 
it was amazing stuff. Like I, I, know, I thought it was pretty good too. I know you're pissed at me. I know you don't want to be my friend after this, but like your pizza was amazing. And I can't like the recipes on our Instagram for anyone who wants to, who wants to make it for themselves. Um, everything that was on it was like, basically like you said, farm to table. Like it came yeah. like all, you grew all your own ingredients. Like you made everything from scratch. Like yeah. everything was made fresh and it was chef's kiss i do that all the time it yes was so good. that's a thing now it, yeah, it was it was <laughs> it was so so good that sourdough crust was like amazing yeah you know you don't get much love for the sourdough no it's it was it Which like it's crazy it that's how get, people like, did things you know centuries ago <laughs> and it didn't get like huge like it didn't like the dough didn't like rise to a level where it was like oh my god it's like all bread like it was nice and thin and crispy and it was, oh, it was so yeah was, i feel like the consistency on it was pretty good yeah as far as pizza crusts go anyway and i know that like when you went in for for the slice and you were like i'm thinking about that scene right now and it, it like <laughs> i it, did and then i thought about the scene <laughs> and it almost killed my appetite right it tasted so good that i was like okay, right like, like no it's fine because th- th- this is this pizza doesn't actually consist of souls i mean my soul's in it <laughs> I could taste it. I could taste your soul. <laughs> what did it taste like? It was mad at me. That's what yeah, <laughs> it tasted it like taste, anger. It didn't taste a little salty. It, no, it tasted. It tasted like it tasted like tomato sauce. It tasted like it tasted like um like a little bit of like garlic, and it tasted like anger mm. at me, like pure rage with with yeah. what I'm putting you through. Pure, yeah, I mean, <laughs> my rage is a very robust. So friggin' jerk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I picked this movie. Yeah. And I picked this I picked this movie for a couple different reasons. I don't I picked it because it was bad. I knew well, I knew it was bad. Yeah. And I was like, well, we just had like we just had a movie where we both gave it four stars because it was so good because it was so good. There's only one like realistic way to follow that up and that is to scrape the do, bottom of the barrel do the exact <laughs> do opposite the ex- go in the of ex- what episode go in four the was exact opposite direction and just pick something that was so like horrendously awful that i knew we would probably never recover our friendship might not our friendship might not live through this yeah um, <laughs> well, i'm gonna have to do some soul searching after this we might but. not have a season two after this but, <laughs> <laughs> but um i also picked it because even though it's not necessarily like a horror movie it does involve satanic cults yes and i just thought i was like well you know what like there's that's like the horror element of it is that it's a satanic cult so yeah. here we go um the movie which i have hinted on our social media what we we're going to be talking about is the crow wicked prayer <laughs> and it's from 2005 i want to die <laughs> It's a hundred. It's a hundred minutes of just pure insanity, but not in a good way. Like not in the fun way. It's no, just. No, it's, it's it's absolutely atrocious. It's so bad. Um, this, of course, I think this is the fourth sequ- sequel or like the fourth Crow movie. This is the fourth in the, the fourth. Uh, franchise. Yeah. Okay, and I think the last. I don't think they've made. I don't think they've made one since then. Although they did announce recently that they're going to reboot the original Crow and Bill Skarsgård is going to play Eric, mm. which I'm like, is he going to do the weird eye thing where his eyes go into something? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I really want That's him to so do that. That's so cool. I'm like, I'll, I'll be in that. Big fan of Bill Skarsgård. <laughs> I, love, I love the Skarsgård family. Um, they, they, are, they are a dynasty and I love them. Mm. Um, so, yeah, this is... This is uh, up until now, this has been like the last of the Crow sequels. I think after this one, they finally learned their lesson and decided not to, not to pursue this franchise any any further. Which was I mean, a, you never know. It's true they could they could pop out another sequel. Um, it's a 2005 movie. 
it's like one of those, you know, post 9-11 just nightmares that we try to forget <laughs> until we get. But like, yeah, Ashley <laughs> continues to bring them back up. I do. I keep suggesting that she keeps saying she wants to forget them. But here we are. <laughs> um, and I think what I love about this movie in particular, because, you know, obviously the, the original Crow had had Brandon Lee. Um, I had told you off the record, but I think I'm going to go ahead and say it on the record. I'm not a fan of the original Crow. I, I yeah. understand the appeal. Um, yeah. because it was pretty unique for its time. It's a superhero movie before superhero movies were really a thing. Yeah. Um, but I feel like it's it's incredibly overrated and that it basically the main reason that it's so hyped up is because Brandon Lee had died while filming it, which is, is tragic. Yeah. It's awful. Um, but I feel like that's why so many people hold it in such a high regard. It's like it's untouchable because someone actually died making it. Right. Um, but like the plot and it, I just I, I'm not a big fan. So and of course, every sequel after that has just been embarrassingly bad yeah um we've had sequels with uh oh god what is her name mia something or other she's in a few movies like a few horror movies she was in like it was like the crow city of angels i think the one right before this kirsten dunst was in it like kirsten dunst was in a crow (laughs) sequel um but this one the reason i picked this one in particular is because the cast was actually like pretty legit like the cast in this movie is pretty Mm. well it depends on who you ask (laughs) yeah yeah um we have edward furlong obviously from terminator 2 american history x Mm. detroit rock city uh david boreanaz from buffy the vampire slayer angel i think he's in like bones i think think he's he's in like seal seal team six or something Something like that now yeah uh tara reed (laughs) yeah she got you know we gotta say things about her but she did finally, you know, get her breakthrough with Sharknado. It's true. It's true. She made that. She <laughs> the made whole, that the long entire franchise, overdue, too. Long overdue comeback in Sharknado. But she's yep. like American Pie, Van Wilder. Uh, Danny Trejo, who's in oh, every yes. movie that any, any like Southwestern movie ever. He's in it. <laughs> uh, I love him. I do he's love the him. only good part of this I movie. I do love Danny Trejo. And then Dennis Hopper, the legendary. The legendary Dennis, Dennis Hopper. Hopper yeah. Who needed a paycheck apparently um we'll get into the recipe for el this nino. we'll get into the el nino we'll get into <laughs> understand i don't um <sighs> we'll get into the recipe for this post in you know near the end of the episode but steph would you like to talk about the plot for this movie <clears throat> well, or lack thereof right there's no again no worries there's no plot getting in the way of the story <laughs> um but just a few tidbits before that i mean generally it's just a revenge movie yeah. Like, you know, there's this like cult, satanic cult biker gang, I guess. <laughs> I, I guess. That kills Jimmy and his girlfriend. And then Jimmy's Jimmy is a- Edward Furlong. Yeah. Uh, Lily's the girlfriend who's played by, I don't, I didn't get her name. Uh, Emmanuel, Emmanuel, I don't know how to say her last name, Rickery. Ch- okay. Trickery? Is she, well, who was actually in Wrong Turn. Was she? Yeah, oh, she was right, the girl that gets axed in the oh, face. Oh, that, that yeah, that was her. She's also in um, you don't mess with the Zohan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think her and Eddie Furlong also starred in Detroit Rock City. I think she was in that as well. Yeah, I think so. So she's been, she's been in a few things. Yeah. Um, um, but any yeah, so so they get killed. Jimmy's resurrected by the crow, <laughs> and then you know obviously goes to seek his revenge. It's his base. It's you know it's. it's it's the ABC. premise. It's the premise of every crow movie since the original crow. There's always a couple that dies. The boyfriend is always resurrected as the crow seeks revenge. 
Um, and yeah, that's uh, no, literally nothing has changed in that. It's, it's nope. always the same story. Just Which I mean, location. honestly has its own merits. It does. Let's be it, honest about that. Like, you know what you're getting into if you're going to see one of these movies. Yeah. That's what you it know is. exactly what the plot's going to be. Yeah. I feel like this is the only one, though, that has like an actual like satanic cult element to it. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Which I, is. Yeah. So <laughs> it's its own thing. We'll get into that later. But um, <laughs> just a few tidbits about this one. It came in. It came out in 2005, directed by Lance Mungia, inspired by Norman Partridge's novel of the same title and based on a comic book series and comic strip by James O'Barr. Um, which makes sense because the crow is a freaking comic book yeah, thing. <laughs> it's like a graphic novel. So. Um, yeah. For, this is the fourth installment. Um, it did actually have a week, a week, one week of a theatrical premiere huh. on June 5th on 2005. How'd that go? <laughs> uh, well, at the AMC Pacific Place Theater in Seattle um, before it was released to video on July 19th, 2005. <laughs> uh, like the other sequels, it was not re- well received by critics. <laughs> Uh, so another thing that I found out in regardless or in regardless, regardless of this movie in, in regards to the budget, I have no idea what I'm saying right now. This it's movie all good. Just you're, like, you're angry. This you're movie very, just makes me so angry. furious. You've been, you've been angry for like a week and a half. <laughs> so yeah. So I was kind of looking to see what the budget was. Cause you know, I don't know how much money it made. It probably made none. Um, but you never know. So anyways, um, I did check this out on Rotten Tomatoes. It didn't really come up as much as anything, but <laughs> there's a review <laughs> on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, I'm go- <laughs> which I'm going to read. Wicked Prayer is just like the first one. If the first one had been made by a room full of mean-spirited six-year-olds with a finger paint budget of $12. <laughs> So if you Google what the budget is of Wicked Prayer, it comes up as $12. (laughs) Which makes sense because it seems like it was only filmed in three locations. Right? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. But yeah, so there's that. And then, yeah, it's just it's just another crow movie. Yeah, it's so (laughs) um, $12. I mean, getting into the plot just seems kind of I I know we have to because it's what we do. But it really it really is like every other crow movie. So um, Eddie Furlong or Edward Furlong, I'm calling Edward. um, He plays Jimmy, who is a ex-convict living in Mm -hmm. the outskirts of like a desert town in the the town is never actually like the the specific locations never actually um, confirmed, but it is somewhere we can assume it's somewhere uh, in like it's New called, Mexico. Yeah, or it's something. called Lake Ravasu. Yeah, um, it's on the Raven Aztec Reservation. Right. So. Okay. So it's it's in like the Southwest somewhere. Yeah, he's, a he's lot living, of Native American type stuff. Yeah, there's on. there's a there's a mix of a lot of uh, a, a lot of Native American citizens and and I, I believe Mexican Mexican citizens, mm-hmm. and and he kind of sticks out like a sore thumb because he's really like the only white guy other than David Boreanaz. Right. And he. Um, his name is Jimmy Jimmy Cuevo, which is <laughs> like um, isn't that just like a tequila? Oh no, that's Jose Jose Cuervo. Cuervo. <laughs> <laughs> so he is Jimmy Cuervo. He is an ex-con living in the outskirts of the desert in the southwest with his dog in a terrible trailer, like such a shitty trailer. It's yeah, su- it's, it's pretty such, bad. It's so gross. Um, he is dating Lily, mm-hmm. um, who is. 
I, that was the thing too is this movie kind of jumps all over the place where i'm like was she supposed to be clairvoyant or is she just like very spiritual like i don't really I have know what no her deal idea is. like it's implied that she like has visions and shit and like yeah that's, yeah that has that has a lot to do with what goes on yeah but she uh so he's, but you don't really know like it, it, it jumps all and, like over is the, the other girl blind i don't think so no like no. i don't terry no yeah. she's not blind she's no so i'm confused as to this whole vision thing but yeah so i'm not gonna jump around like the movie did so, so, so on, lily Ash. so lily and jimmy are a couple her family who they don't accept him her family consisting of danny trejo who is her yeah. father and her brother who's a cop well jimmy's an ex-con um because he 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 did kill a person so yeah. you know he's you Which, know, everybody just calls him a killer. But from what I was seeing is that he killed a rapist. He killed somebody that was trying to, like, assault Lily. Yeah. And, like, he, he, I think he beats him to death. Like, beats Something him to like death. Because the yeah. flashback's very, like, grainy and not, not the vague best. It's, and, yeah, it's very vague. But he's, um, he defends Lily, like, saves Lily, who's being assaulted by this guy at, was it a prom? It looked like a prom. Yeah, <laughs> like I a, don't know. They were all dressed something. up like a prom attire, and yeah. he, he beats this guy to death, and then he goes to he goes to prison, and it's like and at, at no point apparently does Lily say like, "Hey, this guy was assaulting me," and like he saved no, my life. she doesn't. She doesn't say shit. He goes. Everybody to jail. just thinks he's a killer. Yeah, and it's like he he killed somebody to save somebody, so it kind of bounces out somewhere, right? Like, I would no, imagine. No, no one's gonna say anything. Like okay. he didn't necessarily. It wasn't like it's not like it was an unprovoked thing. Yeah, no, he was like protecting. He was saving her. And apparently she doesn't say shit, though, and lets him go to prison. So Lily sucks. But and she doesn't say anything to her, like, brother and father. Or, or, yeah, like her dad. Who, so like, they who, hate Jimmy. They hate Jimmy because they think he's a murderer. And it's like, he murdered someone to save your daughter. Like, a little gratitude, please. Um, so they're, they're a couple. They're, they want to run away together. He wants to, he wants to marry her. Um, meanwhile, while all of this is playing out... Uh, there there's a there's like this whole subplot with like a mine yes and so basically <laughs> it doesn't make any goddamn no sense. it doesn't <laughs> so basically the um the mine itself is i don't know what kind of mine it was yeah it's but about it's like toxic it's yeah it's poisoning the town so they want to get rid of this mine and put up a casino yeah because the mine's poisoning the town or whatever um, and, you know, casino would bring in money and, you know. Did you see the plans for that casino, by the way, when they unveiled it at like the thing they, they took down the like the flag or whatever that it, and the plans were behind it. And it looked like the saddest casino I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah. It looks so depressing. Yeah. I was like, what? It, it looks it looks so terrible. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty ridiculous. Um, but um, but now there's this whole thing where uh, the town doesn't want them to tear the mine down because that's gonna they're gonna lose jobs despite the fact that it's poisoning the town exactly which just not to sense. mention can we just talk about get a job at the casino guys <laughs> you're miners i mean get a job at the casino you're not gonna be poisoned it's a plus you're still gonna have jobs you're still gonna have jobs you're not gonna get poisoned it's a plus it evens out somewhere um <laughs> so while while Jimmy and Lily are making plans to like run away or whatever, there's these like defective miners or not defective, like def defectors, defectors, um, <laughs> defective. I mean, they are defective, but defectors of of the mining community. Um, and we get like little flashes of like what their names are and like what their what their purpose is, oh, like God. occupation, you know, motivation. 
Yes, Known it is for. three guys. It's pestilence, famine, and war. Age, sex, location. Are you like, kidding <laughs> me? Age, <It's> sex, location. <laughs> ASL. <laughs> right. Um, the, yeah, so we get like flashes of like, what is it? Pest, pestilence, pestilence, famine, war. Famine and war. Those These are, are the three guys in this gang. Yes. Next to death. D- death, who is played which by is, David Boreanaz. Yeah, which is Luke. Wait, who I comes guess. into play where he is? That's like that's what I mean about this movie. It it jumps all over the place. I had no idea what was going on. Like, okay, we got this plot with the mine. They want to they wanna buy the land that the mine is on, turn it into a casino. The miners are protesting, despite the fact that it's made very clear that the mine is poisoning people. Hmm. They're protesting it for whatever reason. You got this whole subplot with Jimmy and Lily going to run away together. Yeah. Um, Jimmy's the ex-con. And then all of yeah. a sudden you have... So, like this cult. Yeah, this yeah, satanic cult. Like... Yeah, then Luke you have and the satanic war and pestilence and whoever. Yeah, like Luke was breaks out of jail. Yeah, Tara, Tara or, Reed helps him break out of yeah. jail. Tara Reed plays uh, was That's it Lola? His fiance, Lola, his Lola, fiance. his girlfriend. Yeah. Um. So David Boreanaz is the leader of this group of like de defector miners. Whatever. Um. Also, just to make note, David Boreanaz should never play a bad guy. He's not good. He is <laughs> he's, not he's good not at good. playing a bad guy. He's not good ever. It's and and I'll I'll get in I'll get into that whole nonsense. But he <laughs> um he's he's also a, a convict and he is the leader of this satanic cult that is basically it's not even a cult it's fucking, it's, it's four five, people it's four. People, four or five people. people. Tara Reed is his girlfriend. She helps him break out of jail. Um, we have that scene where he is he meets up with the rest of the cult, which is pestilence, famine, and war, and and Lola, which yeah, she, she didn't get a cool name apparently. Nah, um, she's just low. <laughs> it's just low. And he he has his prison. I I can I just tell you I lost my shit. He has that prison jumpsuit on, and he like unzips it. And he's got the snake skin print tank top underneath. I, oh I was God. losing like, my you mind. Could see, I could see it. Like, you can see it, like, sort of, like, peeking through when he starts taking it off. I'm like, don't even tell don't, me. Don't do it. Don't, don't do it, don't David do Boreanaz. And there it is. Okay. Well, I'm just going to, you know, puke up my breakfast real quick. I'll get back to this in just a minute. <laughs> so, so, so he is, and, and it, it says what he, you know, and he he's the leader of this satanic cult. And... For reasons that aren't really explained, nothing's really, you know, they don't, I feel like they were very limited on time, money, and resources when they made this movie. So they were just like, there's a lot of guesswork. $12. There's a lot of $12, Ashley. <laughs> there's a lot of guesswork. Um, basically, David Boreanaz is going to, he's attempting to resurrect himself as as, as Satan. Satan. Yeah. He's going to, he's Devil. going to, he's going to perform this ritual, like this marriage ritual with Tara Reed's character, Lola. Um, they're going to sacrifice a virgin at some point within the next like 24 hours. Which, I mean, how old is that trope? <laughs> they dropped that trope so long ago. Sacrificing sacrificing a virgin. And it's yeah. like, okay, again? Like, again. in 2005, find me a virgin. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and he's going to basically resurrect himself as the Antichrist. He's going to come yes. back as Lucifer. David um, is, is they're, never going to be Lucifer. <laughs> their paths cross with jimmy and uh lily Lily. who are getting ready to flee the town um lily works at like a trading post selling scorpions and and knickknacks and weird desert shit yeah um 
my one of my favorite things is is Eddie Furlong's character is going to go propose to her at the trading post, and he's wearing a like it's literally pulled off the Macy's rack. Like it's so it's so it's so ill fitting. Oh my it's, god! It's, it's the most ill. Like he looked like he looks like a twelve year old trying to fit into his dad's suit. It's so bad. You know, he's wearing this ill-fitting suit. Like the sleeves are too long, the, the legs sho- are too it's long. It's got like shoulder pads to make him it's look a little bigger. <laughs> His hair is atrocious. <laughs> oh, this off-the-rack suit, <laughs> and he shows he shows up at the trading post, and Lily is there, but she's not the only one there because, nope. um. He, they call him he goes between being called death and luke his name's luke yeah. um luke and lola and the cult are already there to apparently take take lily's like clairvoyant take ability clairvoyant. she's clairvoyant which they never specify they never specify what the, the hell beginning. it is that she does like no she just like she's very like she's she's portrayed as being like very spiritual like they do these grainy Isn't ass she like a native american in this because they kept saying that he's an in like you know, an engine lover. Yeah, they they spray paint they spray paint that on his on his on his trailer. So I think she's like just Native American, and there's this like again, which doesn't a make race sense war. because well, be, yeah, there's like a race war, but it doesn't make sense because Danny Trejo's like Spanish in the movie, so is like I don't is he who knows I, <laughs> nobody knows <laughs> I, don't, I don't know I don't know if he's part of the I like I don't know if he's supposed to be part of like the Mexican group of people that kind of show up later on, or if he's part of the Native Americans that they're showing in the very beginning. I don't I don't really know where exactly he's supposed to fit in or. or exactly where she fits in but it's implied that she is clairvoyant like she has like this sight yeah but not implied very well no not no not none of this is done very well none of this is done very well um for reasons oh it, it it is revealed that all of these people know each other like lily and jimmy and luke and lola and they all yeah, know like each luke other luke and jimmy knew each other they were like friends or something yeah, back something. in the day there's a lot of flashbacks in this movie that are supposed to like tie together and it just re- it's like now I, now <laughs> I have not i have more questions now i have even more questions right oh um, my god okay so um they they end up killing jimmy and lily and yeah they hang them they hang them before before lily gets gets hanged uh tara reed cuts out her eyes yeah she does some sort of ritual like spell thing she eats them i think um does she i don't think she eats them. i don't know there's there's like a i'm doing hand motions that no one can see but there is a part where she like it looks like she's putting those fake ass eyeballs in her mouth and i think she's eating them and all of a sudden she gets like well you know i'm just gonna take your i have seen this movie but i'm just gonna take your word for it because i refuse to watch this again she gets like the gift of sight she suddenly she gets the gift of sight and now all of a sudden she can she has like visions or something yeah she gets visions and now she can do like other spells or something it's complete insanity um it's like (laughs) say the least like so they they kill they kill jimmy and lily they throw them like in a ditch or something somewhere like a dump um like the you know the henchmen that work with david boreanaz who i was gonna say it later on but david boreanaz this so this movie came out in 2005 i think angel was just wrapping up buffy the vampire slayer i think was still going strong for another couple years angel was wrapping up um and I feel like this was like his first role since Angel wrapped up since that show ended. And he probably read it and was like, oh, cool. I play like I play Lucifer. Like, all right. Like, I'm into that. That's going to be pretty intense. And I fucking guarantee you he went in that room and they're like, can you be more like Angelus? <laughs> he is Angelus in this. He is Angelus. He is Angelus. This entire movie. Entire movie. He's Angelus. He is typecast so bad in yeah. this movie. And... 
And I, he even doesn't even do that well. Yeah, it's it's terrible. So now that now that Lola, Tara Reed, whoever, has this clairvoyant ability, now they can proceed with, you know, going about finding a, a virgin to sacrifice and completing this ritual that needs to be done. They have a limited window of time to get it done. Yeah, it's like 24 hours after they kill them. Yeah, that they have to get this because, done. Because, like, she, yeah, she gets, like, the sight. And I think it has to be, she has to have that ability to be able to pull the spell off or something. Yes. And it has to be done, like... Within 24 hours. Like and that's something that the audience something. has to figure out on their own because yeah. it's not explained. No, it is not. <laughs> it's, it's I was like, oh, so there's like a time limit. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, um, you know, of course, uh, Jimmy comes back as the crow. And yeah. I, I had said this to you uh, before we started recording. Um, despite the fact that we have this limited window where this ritual can be completed and despite the fact that Jimmy is very clearly out for revenge after he is uh, not reincarnated, but sort of like reawakened. Um, yeah. You know, he uh, he's reanimated. He is on this. He's on this war path for revenge. He's going to kill everyone who has something to do with his death and Lily's death because he's realized her eyes have been cut out. She's been hanged like she's gone. Oh, yeah. And Luke also took his heart. Oh, yeah. Luke takes his heart. For I don't know why that has to do with anything. Satan. I guess. <laughs> Satanic cult. Satanic cult. That's what they do, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, I but guess. I thought it was so funny. Jimmy, Jimmy comes back as as the crow he's reincarnated mm -hmm. he realizes what has happened and he's out for revenge but not before not before he puts on the goth makeup <laughs> and all the hot topic black leather and studs oh and, my goodness and the combat like he, boots he's so determined to get revenge which is cool you get revenge these guys killed you and your girlfriend mm -hmm. that you were gonna propose to yep but you know, you know, you got to make sure you look the part. Yeah, you got to put the black. So you got to take the time to put the makeup on. <laughs> put the black lipstick on. Ugh. he's got the black lipstick. I will. I will give it this. It looked like a child put that makeup on. <laughs> so at least like you knew he was doing it himself. He didn't have like professional makeup artists yeah. doing it to and make it, you know, unrealistic. Because the rest of this movie just, <laughs> you know, is wrapped up in a neat little package. Um, <laughs> and it's, you know, he. He goes on this war path and he's going to start killing um, the satanic cult members one by one mm -hmm. while they're going to um, first they go to like a church, not even a church. It's like a wedding chapel and they kill a bunch of people and there's no virgins in the like there's no. I think they go thinking. I the think bride. he was like re, uh, he was like revent. He was going to kill. His name was uh, Moses. Yeah. And n never explained what the relationship is. No. Um, I had no idea what was going on. Yeah. So, I had to like rewind it. I'm like, whoa. They, why they are they here? To, oh, they're looking for a virgin. Again, good luck. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is like they go into this wedding chapel to look for a virgin to complete the ritual and they think the bride and then when she turns around and she's like six months pregnant, like she's sticking out like that was funny. <laughs> right. And, um, and then and then Tara Reed, right? L uh, Lola is uh, looking at like the bridesmaid is bridesmaids like looking at them like in the eye and she's like nah these are all filthy sluts or something it's like all right like you can just see that you know they're not virgins yeah aside boy. from like the super pregnant bride <laughs> um so they end up like massacring a bunch of people at this at this wedding yeah, chapel they just kill them all and while they're doing that jimmy's jimmy's going to kill the cult members that aren't at the wedding chapel one by one and on top of doing the goth makeup and the hot topic you know leather studded everything did you notice that he does the saunter 
that Brandon Lee did in the original Crow. You know how like Brand, you know how Brandon Lee had a very distinct walk in yeah. the Crow after he had become the Crow. He kind of did that like saunter, that yeah. lean when he entered a room or when he was going to kill somebody, where he's like the tough guy. And, yeah, but it was actually believable. That was like to, well, right. to Brandon Lee's credit, it's like yeah. this, this dude would kick my ass. <laughs> like this dude right. could absolutely kick my ass. Edward Furlong starts doing it. He's do- he is doing an impression of Brandon Lee that is so bad it's so <laughs> it's so bad that i feel like anyone who had anything to do with the original crow should be like insulted on brandon lee's behalf like yeah, it's so yeah. bad i'm insulted for him <laughs> i'm insulted for him um and i don't even like the original crow movie and i was like this is so offensive to all of my senses like all of my senses <laughs> like are, every single one every, of them. every single one of them is so offended right now um he is, you know, obviously because he's the crow, he's like super powerful or whatever. He kills one of the henchmen. Pestilence. Uh, uh, pestilence. Yeah. He doesn't he like put him into like a, he like kicks him into like a bug zapper or something. <laughs> something stupid. Yeah. Like, something asinine. Something. <laughs> and pestilence had like, he, he was like uh, terminally ill too. Yeah. The because of the sick. mine. Because there's something because going on the in the poison, mine. Yeah. Yeah. The poison in the mine, which again, why are they so angry that they want to close down this mine? It's killing people. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like it all like i understand like wanting to protect your land and i, I don't want a casino to go on the land and I, I totally get that i support that but when the land is like literally killing people maybe a casino is not the worst thing that could happen no, no um he goes to from there jimmy well jimmy shows up at the chapel yeah. we get a side story where the you know moses the the preacher is actually not dead he's just wounded and Moses and his wife are the parents of the guy that Jimmy killed while defending Lily. Yeah. Which first and only time it's ever mentioned. Never comes into play ever again. They nope. Just, they just throw, why would it? They throw that in there. Yeah. And and the, the mom is like super like she realizes who Jimmy is and she's being like really critical of him. And I'm like, ma'am, like your son tried to rape somebody. Maybe don't throw don't right? throw stones in the who glass cares? house. Like, don't let's not go there. Oh. Um he realizes where he realizes like what is happening that you know death and his biker gang are going to uh to perform this ritual so that david boreanaz slash angelus slash luke slash death can can become the antichrist and he goes to the next stop which is a was it a rave I, it was called like rave. It was called rave in fest, but the something way this, like that. It, it was, was some sort of festivity happening. It was. It, bear in mind too, it's the middle of the goddamn night. Yes, it is like dark as shit out. Yes, and all these people. Well, not. It's not even all these people. It was like twelve. I'm like, this is a really sad rave. Like this is this is like <laughs> if this is a rave or like a party, this is super depressing. Um, yeah, it's not very great. They they go there, and uh, and. You know, again, no no virgins in sight. They got nothing. Um, Tara Reed's doing the only logical thing. It's something I would do. She, If you noticed in the background of all the scenes that she's in, she's just eating the snacks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she's just she there, is. She's just sitting there eating all the snacks. And I'm like, that's, for her. That's, that's a me move. I would just sit there eating all the snacks. Do that. Um, so Jimmy shows up at this rave in fest. No, raven. raven fest yeah because it's supposed to be like you know like like ravisu the raven reservation or something yeah you know everything always goes back to like some sort of crow metaphor <laughs> it's so bad because you know but my favorite thing is that you know jimmy's in there and he's like he he kills uh he kills the next guy who was it i think it was famine i think he kills famine i think famine's <laughs> the next to go 
while while everyone's just kind of watching this happen, no one asks any questions. They're all just kind of watching it happen. Like no one, no one's alarmed. No one's like, "Hey, who are these people yeah, ruining this party?" Yeah, it's normal. Yeah, it's like a normal occurrence. But my yeah. my favorite thing is is Tara Reed, who either improvises all her lines and they make absolutely no sense, or she delivers them like she's like reading a story that she doesn't want to read. Like she's just <laughs> like, like you know, she's just she's so monotone and like a flatliner the entire time. But when she sees when she sees Jimmy killing another one of their friends and like the people who are going to help them complete this ritual, she like nudges David Boreanaz. She's like, he's the crow, you know, from like the legend. It's like, how the fuck does everybody know what this legend is? Oh, my like, God. How the right? fuck does everybody know what the what the folklore is? Right. It's like the Blair Witch, too. Everybody. There's all this extra folklore and everyone just seems to just know what the up. hell it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So uh, it, it's also should be noted that. At this point, we we realize that uh, David Boreon is his character can never button his shirt. Mm. <laughs> it's always perpetually unbuttoned. I mean, it only ever ha it only has like two buttons anyway. <laughs> like all of his shirts only have two buttons. Um, <laughs> um, there. Um, I like to make note that I think after he kills Pestilence, he the crow. Yeah, <laughs> Jimmy. <laughs> um. <laughs> like uh hijacks the hearse that was carrying lily's body oh right which by the way she died that night she died that night they already mm. got her in a hearse yep how <laughs> <laughs> but anyways he hide yes <laughs> there's no answer to your questions your questions have no answers to them uh but yeah he hijacks and basically takes her body and puts it near uh he i don't know if he buries it but he puts it near like this tree where he lovingly carved out lily and jimmy jimmy and forever because you know that's what adults, i mean it's 2005 but now i feel like it's 1994 yeah that's what adults do that's what that's, that's, what, that's, what, that's, what, that's what grown people do it's a, it's a grown people with jobs Ma- do meanwhile <laughs> the father and the brother there find her body and now they think that jimmy killed her yeah because you know because he's a killer because she never bothered to speak up and say like actually <laughs> right <laughs> nothing um, but terrible decisions in this movie well that's the thing too including so- my decision to allow <laughs> ashley to let me watch it <laughs> i have no regrets <laughs> i have minimal regrets um Edward, edward furlong i i want to say i i put this in my notes that i was taking while i was watching this I'm I'm not going to shit on Edward Furlong because that dude has been through all sorts of problems in his personal life, mm. addiction, you know, drug dependency, and as far as I know like he's clean again, which mm. I'm thrilled about cuz like you would hate to see somebody go through that. Right. Um and I feel like this movie was made kind of when he was not at his best. So mm. I try not to I try not to like hate on the acting too much. I make fun of the fact that he's doing a brand a bad Brandon Lee impression. Because he is. I mean, there's no getting around it. He's doing the saunter. He's like talking the way that Brandon Lee talked in the original Crow movie. It's it's very bad. But he's giving like he is acting his heart out in this movie. He like, is. He's really giving he's it his really all. And I'm just all. I'm like, oh, honey, no. Like you don't need to, you do not need to put in this effort. Like this is not this is not the movie you're gonna get nominated for an Oscar for. Like this is right. not it. This like, is this ain't the one. Um, he. Uh, he um he's he's really giving it his all through like when he's he is. when he's talking to like when he encounters Lily's brother and he's basically begging him to like kill him he's like please just kill me but like the way he's doing it is like he's really giving it his all yeah and I'm like Edward Furlong you got to save that energy for a movie that doesn't star 
Tara Reid and David Boreanaz. Like you kind of like you, you, there's there's other there's other options. Yeah, um, that is that. <laughs> so you know all these all these things are happening. Jimmy is getting vengeance one by one. Yep. Uh, the crow, the bird itself that represents like his spirit, gets injured at some point. So now now yeah, it was a fight. Like he was actually fighting death or Luke or. David Boyd, Angelus, The bird, the bird gets injured at one point, which means that it, for those of you who have never seen any of the Crow movies, and any of them because they're all basically the same, mm. the Crow is essentially like the life force for the reincarnated boyfriend that's seeking revenge. And if yes. the Crow gets injured, they then get you, injured. Yeah. If the Crow dies, they die. They'll die. So the Crow gets injured, and Jimmy, of course, now is like significantly at a disadvantage because he's hurt. Yeah. Um. He, uh, David Boreanaz, I, I'm, I'm just going to keep calling it because he goes by like eight different names in this movie and yep. I'm so frustrated with yep. it. I'm like, he's Luke, he's death, he's, you know, then he's Satan at some point, like mm-hmm. enough. Um, him and, him and Lola, uh, go to like their next stop to find a virgin and complete this ritual because the ritual itself involves them sacrificing a virgin they get married. They have to have like a wedding ceremony and then they have to like consummate the marriage. And that's like how like he becomes the Antichrist and they can bring on the apocalypse. It's explained very spaced hastily out. And and hastily and crappily. And crappily. And... <laughs> um, their next stop is a brothel that Lola used to work at. Mm-hmm. And who who should run the brothel, Steph? Who is the person that runs the brothel? It is none other than the legendary Dennis Hopper. I thought that was a church. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a brothel that's like a church. Well, no, it was a church that they converted to like a satanic thing. I thought it was a brothel. I don't know. Because there's like a bunch of prostitutes hanging around. Well, it's a satanic cult, Ashley. Of course, there's a bunch of prostitutes hanging around. Also, um, I well, I saw her name pop up in the credits at the beginning of the movie, and I was like, she is in this? Macy Macy Gray, Gray is in Macy this movie. Gray. Macy that Gray. was my favorite part of this movie where she comes out. She's like, I can't remember exactly what she says, but she's like, uh, she, you know, pulls out a couple of guns. Yeah. And she's like, oh, it's going to be like that. Or like if you're going to, you know, something to that extent. And then she just gets shot. Immediately dies. <laughs> Immediately dies. Immediately gets <laughs> shot dies. Down. It's so fun. The best cameo I've ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> definitely so one of the best. Definitely one of the best. <laughs> um, That was amazing. Dennis, now there's there's a lot about this movie that I think is offensive, and <laughs> I, I mean the, the the impressions of Brandon Lee are offensive. The storyline is offensive, um, and and you had agreed with me when we were kind of running through this before we started recording. I I feel like the like the st- like the southwestern stereotypes are pretty like oh my god like the you know the, this was clearly made. In a, in a time when no one was paying attention to this kind of stuff being made, like the yeah. the Native American stereotypes, yeah, the the Mexican stereotypes, yeah. it's brutal. It's it's painful to it's watch. It's painful. It's super offensive. But nothing is more offensive than Dennis Hopper in this movie. He, he <laughs> oh is my god! So right? Offen- everything that comes out of his mouth is so offensive. It's just yeah, it's absolutely atrocious. And I'm like, did you need the paycheck that badly? Was right? this? Did you owe somebody a favor? Right. Or were you like, did you owe somebody money and you didn't have it available? So you did this. So Yeah, this was what you had. Was somebody was somebody threatening to put your head in a vice and you needed to like you needed to get money real quick because I don't understand why he took this role. I don't understand. He's only in the movie for like 10 minutes and it is the most cartoonish, offensive 10 minutes. He's he's like a pimp. 
And he used to be like Tara Reed's pimp. I mean, well, so Hop- so Dennis Hopper, yeah, he's awesome. But a lot of the stuff he does is kind of like he's he's done a lot of weird shit. Like, uh, he was in Texas Chainsaw Massacre too. Oh, <laughs> Waterworld. Oh like, God. Land of the Dead. Apocalypse oh. Now. Yeah. Uh, Blue Velvet, like oh, that um, David Lynch movie. Oh, no. Night Tide, which is actually on my list to watch. It's oh. a old. It's like I want to say it's sixties. Might even be older than that. But it's a mo- uh, mermaid <laughs> movie. It's <laughs> Rebel Without a Cause. <laughs> right like <laughs> oh my god and um, of course wicked prayer <laughs> wicked prayer the, the frosting cre- on the cake the creme de la creme of yeah. dennis hopper rolls um dennis Hopper, dennis Hopper, dennis hopper <laughs> plays a a pimp in this movie yes and he runs this like satanic brothel in a church, church. um <laughs> and he I, I, I feel I feel like offensive doing the impression of Dennis Hopper, so I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to kind of repeat some of the things that he says. He's basically like somebody is like, OK, Dennis, listen, like we need you to be like a pimp. You're going to be a pimp. And he just took every like stereotype that he ever associated with a pimp ever and just made it the character mm-hmm. because he's calling he's calling Tara Reed shorty. And oh he's he's calling <laughs> when when David when David Boreanaz is like, I'm going to become the Antichrist. I have to complete this ritual. He's like, oh, you're going to be like the original OG. It's like, oh, my fucking God, you are a old white s- man. old white man. Please stop. Please stop doing this. Um, and he does it for the entire 10 minutes that he's yeah. on the screen. It just, like that's it, just it his never, character. And it's just absolutely atrocious. It's so bad. He because he is apparently like an ordained minister in the church of satan i don't even know he he's gonna perform he's gonna perform the marriage ritual between lola and luke yeah i mean basically all he does is just like wed them he weds them that's the only part that he has to play um it is actually a normal part of human life (laughs) (laughs) and he um he you know and at this time jimmy's trying to like get to this brothel slash church yeah danny trejo and his whole like calvary of Yes. Off-duty cop shows up to, like, shoot up the place. Yeah. Well, before that, actually, so um, Danny Trejo and the brother there do find uh, Jimmy. Yes. And accuse him of killing Lily, but he shows them telepathically (laughs) what really happened. So then they're like, oh, okay. Yeah. So now they're, like, on a mission to basically go this cult cult down with uh, Jimmy. Right. So, <sighs> so Jimmy, Jimmy is fighting. I think it's uh, the last of like of David Boreanaz's group of cult members. Like his, yeah, his, like little posse. The last guy there. He's he's fighting like the last one outside the church while this wedding ceremony is happening, and Dennis Hopper is performing the ceremony. Um, Macy Macy Gray gets shot. Like <sighs> that was the best cameo. It was so great. That's like the one highlight of the movie where I was just like, oh, good. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think what she actually said. It was super, it wasn't like anything funny. It was just funny because she was just like, Bruh. yeah, just, <laughs> like, like, just immediately down. gets shot. She says, she says it and then she gets shot and she's right. like, um, like, oh no, you ain't going to come shoot up. Bup, bup, bup. Yeah. And she's, <laughs> and she's gone. <laughs> and she's gone. <laughs> and she's gone. Um, Dennis Hopper completes the marriage so- ceremony because David Boreanaz is like really rushing him along. He's yeah. like, let's just get this over with because like this place is getting shot up. Right. Uh, Dennis Hopper goes, all right, well, I now pronounce you devil and his shorty. And I was losing my shit. I fell out of my chair. I was losing my shit. I literally fell out of my chair. I was like, never again, Ashley. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm not allowed to pick the movies anymore. You are not allowed to pick the um, movies anymore. They uh, they complete the they complete the wedding ceremony, but the ritual is not done. They still have to consummate the marriage. Yes, but the the actual like wedding ceremony is done, and the devil possesses. He does possess. He does possess David Boreanaz, yeah. who ultimately ends up killing. Well, Tara Reid kills Dennis Hopper in revenge, and like a bunch of other people. But the thing that gets me is. And this is something I was going to maybe bring up a little bit later, but I think now's the time to do it, is the devil possesses David Boreanaz or, or Luke, and it makes him very strong. It makes him basically indestructible. And but a total jerk. He's also a wicked douche. <laughs> and I'm like... <clears throat> and I just remember like watching it like he's, you know, he's... Jimmy Jimmy gets into the thing and him and, him and now Lucifer you know who is in david boreanaz's body are having this like blowout fight and i know that like you know i was saying he was typecast as angelus he's he's saying all these stupid one-liners and shit but i'm like Still has there put it I, up pull it off i i'm like he's no I, robert england why why is the devil the devil satan himself lucifer so fucking corny why is he <laughs> right? so fucking corny it's so corny I'm like, this whole cult is lame. Mm-hmm. All these one line. I'm like, this doesn't make me afraid of Satan or Lucifer. It just makes me think this dude's mad corny. Mm-hmm. Dude's- and like I, I had said in the last episode, I was like, man, Freddy Krueger's so corny. Not scary. This is even worse than that. This is way this worse. Makes, this makes Freddy Krueger Like, Kruger at least you know like Freddy Krueger is like, that's his shtick. Yeah. Like, he's supposed to have like, you know, the goofy puns and the yeah. classic one liners. I'm sorry, David Boreanaz. You cannot pull that off. You're you're not that good, Boo. No, Boo. <laughs> Boo, you're not that good. But yeah, and then like the whole like Lucifer thing, like, okay, there's no way I can believe that the devil himself would <laughs> say some of the things this dude is saying. Yeah, like he he's beating the shit out of Jimmy because Jimmy's still injured because the crow, it's like uh, yeah. the actual bird is still like hurt. Yeah. Um, and. David Boreanaz is just busting out these one-liners that it was like, this was barely acceptable on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I mm. tolerated this corniness on Buffy the Vampire Slayer because I liked the show. Yeah. And like when... Me too. And like when he came back as like Angelus on Angel, it was like great because it was like, oh good, Angelus is back. Like this is fun. Within 10 minutes, I was over it. I was like, no, this sucks. Like this character sucks. And this is just like Angelus, but like he's allowed to swear. Yeah, basically, you know, like he's right? To, he's allowed to swear a little bit more. Um, Luke and Lola get the upper hand, and they leave the they leave the brothel slash church. With like yeah, a- they uh, tele. <laughs> so he's beating Jimmy up, and they basically um, hangs him from a cross. Yeah, which is just you know too much, guys. It's a little like, bit too much. <laughs> like. Could it be more on the nose with the what they're trying to get across? It was so ridiculous. Well, because he's Satan stuff. That's that's what Satan does. <laughs> I know everybody wants us to be hot. So don't dress up like the don't crow. Dress up like but the you want to be hot, so you're going to dress up like the crow. I don't want anyone dressing up at my party like the crow. You're only doing it to be sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, they leave the brothel and they go to the burial grounds. Again, very on the nose, very like stereotypical to consummate the marriage, complete this ritual. So yeah, so basically Lucifer can fully manifest Luke. Yes. And did you notice that when they got in the getaway car, they ended up taking the hearse, which is the slowest vehicle you could take. (laughs) 
have you ever driven a hearse or been in a hearse? No. I've been in a hearse, not in the back, but like I've sat, I've <laughs> sat, I've sat in a hearse. Because that's what I just assumed. You'd well, be, no, but. I've I've sat, I've sat in a hearse. A friend of mine had bought a hearse ages ago, um, and they like. They didn't trick it out, but like they they redid it. Obviously, they weren't using it for like transport. They just really wanted a hearse, and they're like they're like, "Do you want to go for a ride in my hearse?" And I was like, "Yeah." And I and that thing like we were trying to go uphill. It was a fucking struggle. Like that thing could barely get up the hill. I mean, so, yeah, they're not exactly made for you know traveling. Yeah, and because they the, don't, they travel short periods, short spaces in between. You know, the funeral home, church, cemetery, and that's and that was their getaway car. There's like five or six other cars outside that you know they could have taken to get to the burial grounds a little bit quicker a little bit more efficiently and they take the hearse and it takes forever to get there because those things are just not good they're not they're they're not good gas mileage yeah yeah, they're terrible um it's like driving like a range rover from like like 1994 like you know it's like like a 94 range rover um they get to the burial grounds and meanwhile while all this is happening danny trejo does this ritual well, he fi- they find the uh, yeah they go to the uh, the, the brothel the thing. brothel church thing. I don't even know how I could <laughs> put those two in words in the, the same sentence. Brothel church thing. <laughs> um, oh, we're and notice <laughs> and they free Jimmy because he's still like hanging there, hanging up there on the yeah yeah. Um, and then Jimmy lets them know that the crow's dying. Yeah. So they do this insanely offensive. right everything in this movie is so offensive so basically what i like to call it is the crow dance (laughs) (laughs) so danny trejo and you know his son there lily's brother and whoever else he's with because you know like 14 different people it's a mob because they're definitely because now the mob is like they're trying to get you know the luke and (laughs) his cronies well his cronies are already dead but luke and uh you know lola there (laughs) So to heal the crow, (laughs) Danny Trejo does this horribly offensive crow crow dance. He has to take a a shirt off for some reason. He does. He He takes his shirt shirt off. off. He pops his shirt off to do this. Nothing against Danny Trejo. I love him. I love absolutely amazing. Love Danny Trejo. He is fuck. He is machete. Like I love him. He's wonderful. He's absolutely wonderful. Wonderful. But the crow dance. The crow dance. Oh my god. Which you, unaccountably looks similar to the chicken dance. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if you caught it. I don't know if you caught it. Um and this is something else I was gonna talk about later on, but they they slow it down, like because it's supposed to be like a poignant scene. Yeah. And, and they're doing this you you could see people laughing. Like you could see the extras <laughs> laughing. I didn't notice that. I, know, part, I it was one of the I just have I was looking I mean your your focal point really is Danny Trejo. Right. But when you're looking like behind him at some of the extras that are also doing this crow dance, they are laughing. They are clearly laughing. It's so funny. Because it's ridiculous. Because it's ridiculous. It's absolutely. Like ridiculous. Danny Trejo, I mean, you know, kinda kind of along the same lines as Edward Furlong. Edward Furlong really does give it his all in this movie um it's you know it's not good but he does he does give it his all danny trejo does the same thing he's like giving it his all there's that scene there's nothing like, that danny trejo doesn't do he, that he, he, he gives always 110%. gives he gives 100 percent, 110 percent every yeah. time it does not matter and it's just it's so funny because and like if you i know you're not gonna watch it again <laughs> I, I know you won't I, I, no there's no amount of money on earth that could make me watch this movie um again. 
but you know if 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 you if you ever catch that scene again danny trejo's like laser focus so intense doing this dance trying to resurrect this crow or like heal this crow yeah there are there are extras behind him just laughing like la- like it's so funny it is so funny um <sighs> Don't make me watch it again because I'm kind of one. Maybe just that scene because that scene was so ridiculous. It was so ridiculous. Ugh. And so they end up healing the crow. Yes. And the crow flies the away. The dance to find works. Jimmy. Turns out. <laughs> yeah. Come, come to find out the chicken dance apparently heals the crows. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right. So it restores Jimmy's powers. Um, Jimmy, Jimmy gets to the burial grounds just as Lola and Luke are like going to consummate there. And, and yeah, he stops them. Yeah, he, well, he, he shows up. He he stops them. them, and um, Lola is telling Luke like it, one of my one of the only good lines in the movie is when Tara Reed is like, "If this doesn't work, you're just going to be some no name." Oh my god! Yes, <laughs> and she's like, "And I'm just going to go back to being white trash." Oh my like, god! I was like, "Thank oh you, my- girl. Thank you." I was like, Thank "That's amazing!" Like, yeah, <laughs> that is amazing. That is amazing. I love that. <laughs> um, and he and he doesn't he doesn't consummate the marriage. He gets too sidetracked by beating the shit out of Jimmy, who's now at full power because the crow is healed. Right. And they are kicking the shit out of each other. And yeah. Can I just tell you, um, during that whole fight, the music, it's, <laughs> it sounded like Simba saw Mufasa in the clouds during the Lion King. Remember who you are. Literally, that's what the music <laughs> sounds like. If you go back to watch this movie again, Ashley, which I'm sure at some point you will. I'll go do it right now. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll hit put pa- this on pause. I'll, I'll, put the, I'll put this recording on pause and go do it right now. We'll be back in two hours. <laughs> the music sounds just like that. Like, oh, I'll be just like, what? <laughs> but they're, they're kicking the shit out of each other. And Lola goes to like revert to her spell book to see if there's anything that can be done. Yeah, she's like furiously like going through her spell book. Yeah, her her spell book. <laughs> she has a spell book. That is correct. Um, that is correct. That she, is correct. She, she's like trying to either extend the amount of time that they have to complete yeah, this she's ritual, trying to do something. find another way to get it done, and yeah. the sun is rising, so they're running out of time. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, the sun rises. She loses her clairvoyant vision. Yeah. Um. The next thing you know, she's got like dried blood under her eyes. It doesn't actually show. Right. Like that's why I was I'm like, what? I still don't understand the whole eye thing. Um. Yeah. She's she's got like the gift of sight, but she loses it. And yeah. I don't know if it makes her go blind because she immediately puts sunglasses on, and I'm like, yeah, I, okay, like exactly like that, or like it hurts because the yeah. sun is now risen. Yes. So, so it's they, no their window their window has closed. They're, like they exactly. cannot they cannot do this ritual. Yeah. But um, she puts sunglasses on immediately. Like, does her eyes? Hurt? Did she go blind? Who knows? Yeah. And and David Boreanaz, I believe at that point, Satan kind of like leaves his body because the ritual can't be done. Yeah. So Satan, Satan's out. Satan goes back to be a cornball somewhere else. Yeah. And well, Jimmy does kill him. He does kill him. He he th- picks him up and like hurls him onto, which I thought was kind of funny given the fact that David Boreanaz played a vampire for how many years? He dies Seven. getting a wooden stake through his heart. Yeah. I was like, that's I, kind I, of funny. Yeah, I got <laughs> that. <laughs> Yeah, I caught up on that one too. I'm like, oh, that's mildly ironic. <laughs> um, and then so so David Boreanaz dies. Luke dies. His his cult is essentially gone. They're all dead. Mm. Um, oh yeah, and then like at that point, before uh, Lola there starts like praying. Oh yeah, like it's like, girl, right. what? Come on, you you were just about to have sex with Satan. You really think that's gonna work? Right? You really think that's gonna work? Um. Danny Trejo and the brother show up 
to Danny Trejo wants to kill Lola, but he gets stopped and they end up just arresting her. Yeah, because the brother's a cop. Yeah. So they he's not a very like, good nope, cop. Not but... a very good one. <laughs> but he arrests her. <laughs> Better than the cop in Texas Chainsaw. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he just he's like, no, no dad or whatever he says. And then just arrests her. And then Jimmy goes and sits in the hearse and uh, dies. <laughs> like, I guess he dies. Well, again. yeah, like, I guess at that point, his soul is like now at rest. So now him and Lily can go like, you know, be spirits together. Yeah. Doing so they, the crow he, dance he meets Lily in the afterlife dance. and she's got her eyes again and he proposes to her and they have yeah. a very dramatic like walk away, walk away, like a walk away scene, like the like the pans out away from their tree that yeah. they were under. And and that's. That's the crow. <laughs> That's yeah, the crow. they find each other in the afterlife. <laughs> That's the crow. What a piece crow. of crap. <laughs> so there's one scene that you didn't um, that we didn't necessarily talk about, which has a lot to that has to do with the. Um, I don't know if it's after or before when they go to the church to look for the virgin. You know. Yeah. Um, where they're having like a party. Oh yeah. So they have like deviled ham. Oh, which ironically that goes is the second, the second which is the second movie we've seen deviled ham in. Yeah. I don't even understand why deviled ham is a thing. And now I almost want to try it. Although it's, it looks so gross, dude. It, it's not that good. I've so had, you've had it. I've had it. It's not that good. But yeah, um, it, like it was all about the devil. So everything was like devil, devil, devil. It was devil, so devil, ham, deviled deviled eggs. eggs. Yes. And that, okay. Yes. You're absolutely right. I, it's funny. Cause I was going to talk about the recipe and I was like, what was that scene based off? Um, <laughs> Because this movie is just, so, it's such a, this movie is it's, such a mess. It yeah. is such a piece of shit. Um, yeah. So prior, prior to them getting ready to start this ritual, uh, it's, it's after they kill Jimmy and Lily, um, Luke, Pestilence, Famine, War, and Lola oh. are all at their like hideout or whatever, or wherever the hell they're hanging out. Yeah. They're and, having like some sort of party. Like they're super jazzed. Yeah. About. And they have like all these deviled, like you had said, deviled theme snacks which which i thought was the corniest thing it's this movie is so i was like what like that is stupid it's so corny and yeah they have like all these like deviled eggs have has nothing to do with the devil but one of the things that they they good yeah what what, deviled (laughs) eggs are delicious one of the things that they bring out is he brings out a cake and it is a deviled food devil's food cake um, he does advise that it's sprinkled with peyote, which because they have oh, like, yeah, because they were on a bunch of drugs. Yeah. And I, I did not put peyote in today's recipe. Oh, I should have because it would have made I this should. movie even better. But um. <laughs> I mean, you know, watching it on peyote, that'd be something. <laughs> that'd be something else. Um, but before we get into that, um, for body count. I checked IMDb because like there's so much this movie goes so back and forth. They said the body count is 46. But I only counted like eight. <laughs> I mean, there's a bunch of like no name background characters. Well, that's the thing. Like maybe they're counting background. Which people, how do you just, even keep track? Which how do you keep track? How do you keep exactly. track? Exactly, you don't. There's so many people. Um, but yeah, I counted eight like main characters getting it. Um, yeah, well, there was the there was obviously Luke. There's that whole gang except for Lola. She survives. She just you know gets arrested. Yeah. Um, Macy Gray. Oh, <laughs> Macy. Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper. Shorty. <laughs> well, he's called El Nino in the movie. He's called El Nino, which is also a stupid-ass so stupid. name. So stupid. But, um, like, there's, like, a lot of nameless, no-name characters, like, that, like at the chapel and at the Oh, party. the chapel. The whole, the whole lot like, of wedding them is party, just, yeah, like, gets it. murdered. Yeah. So there's all that. So maybe 40-whatever is correct. Yeah. I mean, I... 
Well, no, I'd probably count those people, but I wouldn't call like random like extras. I wouldn't yeah. count that. So, yeah, I only I only counted like the main ones that were like, OK, these are characters with names and have like a purpose in the movie, not just standing in the background and being like, oh, is this a, look at this. Look at this mall goth walking in here. <laughs> this mall goth coming in here to beat up these these Satanists that, you know, for whatever reason, one of them can't button his shirt and the other one has perfect eye makeup the entire time. Like, OK, right. Yeah, Terry's eye makeup was great in this movie. Mm, it's on point. Yeah, it's really good. I'm like, is, did she sell her soul to Satan to be able to do that every time? I don't. But yeah, so. Oh, no, but I feel like Shake Nar- Shar- Shake Nardo. <laughs> Sharknado is something that we should probably dive into at some point. I would love to, dar- to dive into to Sharknado. Dive into that's, Sharknado. A, that's actually super fun to watch. Yeah. Um, it's so fun. Like, do like a drinking game with it. It's <laughs> every time I see a shark, you take a drink. <laughs> Have liver failure by the end of the night. Oh, boy. Um, well. So that was that was the Crow Wicked Prayer, a 2005 masterpiece. Um, so you can definitely tell the di- the difference between the movies that you pick and the movies I pick. So far, I've only picked one. You're picking the next one. I am picking the next one. Super it's, exciting. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Um, but oh, wait, like well, mine is like you know you like you're picking movies from like 1999 to 2005, well 2013. My my movies are like. 1988 <laughs> well so when we started the podcast we we both agreed that dead end would absolutely be the first episode because that was really one yes of the, we did agree on that, that was one of the first movies that we ever watched together yeah and then we both agreed that the second episode was going to be texas chainsaw 3d because we just thought that would be absolutely hilarious because that was another movie that we had seen together which it was and <laughs> it, yeah and then from there i was just like here's what we're gonna do and you were like oh no and it's just been downhill ever since. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, like Texas Chainsaw 3D was still a fun movie to watch. Dead End, totally understand. Yeah, that was definitely in agreement. That's fine. I'm just glad the episode's over. But then I was like, how about Blair Witch 2? And, and that's what it went downhill. And, and I'm like, all right, I need to start stepping in. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you did. Last week was super fun. Last The last episode that we did was super, super fun. But when we were talking about like we you know we were on the topic of bad sequels sequels that didn't need to be made I was like listen have you seen this crow sequel like the cast is like all the crow sequels have been like straight to like DVD yeah or VHS, VHS back in the day yeah. but like now did you like the original crow movie eh not really me neither okay <laughs> it's kind of dumb yeah I mean I can understand where it'd be like the whole like you know it's got a cult following yeah and I'm really into like cult movies. But that one just never didn't yeah. really stick with it's me. It's fun when there's nothing else to watch. Like if there's <laughs> nothing else to watch in the crows. We on, live in like, 2022. There's always something else to yeah, watch. Yeah, like, you know, let's say let's say it's like late at night. You don't know what to watch. You're tired of doing the thing where, like, I do it all the time when you're on Netflix, and you're just like, no, 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 and you go down like every single time. Yeah, and that would be the crow in my list. Well, like if the crow popped up, I'd be like, you know what, this is a good movie to fall asleep to. Put the crow on. But like. I, I can't imagine like actively being like, yes, I'm going to watch The Crow. Like, I just, I can't. I, mm. So I picked this one because, you know, not only did it have the satanic cult element to it. You were a big fan of the cast. I, you know what? Which let's say, you know, just, I just want to say like the cast is like, you know, hard hitters from the late 1990s. I was going to say, it's like peak, you know, peak post 9-11 goodness right there. Like a simpler time. <laughs> a simpler time. <laughs> um, no, I, I, you know, 
again, I'm not going to shit on Edward Furlong. That that kid has been. Oh, I don't want to shit on anybody. But he really does. He really does give it his all in this movie. And David Boreanaz, I feel, went into this probably with the best intentions and then immediately got typecast. I guarantee I I can almost picture him going in there being like, oh, this is going to be like a super serious role. And then being like, no, we need you to be more like Angelus. Do the Angelus. (laughs) Do the Angelus thing again. We're we're going for laughs. Do Angelus. See, here's the thing. I don't think they were going for laughs. I think the opposite. I think this movie took itself way too seriously. <laughs> it's it's a fair point. I mean, I mean, I'm just talking. I'm just saying, it's a chicken dance, dude. Chicken dance. I just feel like Dennis Dennis Hopper with the whole like you know. Oh, are you? Oh, so you're gonna be Lucifer, the original OG? Damn dog! And I'm like, oh, right. My like, God. could he say that? Could he say it like any more white? <laughs> So, like, sounds wow. sounds about white, <laughs> right? That's what I'm saying. Um, call and it again. I love Dennis Hopper. Yeah, you know, may he rest in peace. He rest. Um, <laughs> the late great Dennis Hopper, Tara Reed. Uh, well, I have like mixed feelings about Tara Reed. Tara I mean, Reed she's been in a ton of paycheck. stuff and this and that, but I mean, Sharknado. <laughs> That's all I got to say. The, uh, I have no problem with her. Before I've seen way worse. <laughs> she was not any of the chicks in Blair Witch 2. It's true. It's Thank true. goodness. She actually probably could have made Blair Witch 2 a little bit more interesting. Um, my only other my only other thing I wanted to talk about in this before we get into the recipe is this. This movie kind of reminded me. I cannot recall a movie that dealt with any kind of like satanic cults that didn't make them just super corny. Have you ever, can you recall, the only movie I can think of, um, and I watched it ages ago before I realized it was a Roman Polanski kind of thing, was, uh, baby. uh, no, no, The Ninth Gate with, oh. um, has Johnny Depp in it and, um, and he's basically like, he, I know the movie you're talking about. Yeah. He, he's like, I he, don't remember anything about it. Johnny, Johnny Depp like is authenticating a, a book that is allegedly written by Satan himself. And he comes across like three or four different copies and each copy is different. So it seems like they're all written by Satan and he's trying to put them together. And he comes across this satanic cult that has a copy of the book. And that's really the only movie where, I mean, it, it was still kind of like a bit much. It was very over the top, but it wasn't like corny ash, like corny ass shit like this was. Mm-hmm. It was actually pretty well done. Rosemary's Baby. Rosemary's Baby's great too. Like, yeah. yeah, it was a cult, but I don't think, I think it was perfectly done. Yeah. And then like um, they were serious, <laughs> but that like I was so good. And then like the only I mean, and this and this again with it being over the top and ridiculous is like the devil's advocate with Al Pacino and Keanu Reeves. And it's like, this is so dumb. <laughs> this is so dumb. So cool. I feel like it's probably it's probably really hard to try to pull that type of thing off. Yeah. You know, like if you're going to do the whole like satanic cult type of, you know, progression, not progression, but point of view. Yeah. I have to without I, making I, it like a caricature exactly yeah. like without making it look looking just super goofy <laughs> you know if, like if, what they need to do is like make it look like they're just regular people yeah they're just you know if you're if you're in a, a satanic different type cult, of religion really if you're listening to this right now and you're in a satanic cult let us know hit us up on twitter baking to baking to be movies let us know what it's like we're not going to expose your secrets are you, are you guys I don't like, think there are any secrets I feel <laughs> like uh they're pretty open. The Church of Satan is... They're pretty open about things. Yeah. Like, from what I've seen, like, <laughs> or from what I've, you know, seen on TV, like, <laughs> they're not really 
They're just like regular people. Regular dude. people. Yeah. They're not like over the top, like wearing no. like stupid like pentagrams and like no. sacrificing virgins and shit. None of that. No. Yeah. yeah. Somebody make a movie and like, do it right. Somebody please. like, somebody yeah, please. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure that has like some merit as to like how that came down, but <laughs> and how that, you know, oh, like obviously someone said something and then it just spiraled out of control. And but then, I just feel like they're regular people. And then my living their lives, going to work, my, feeding their dogs, <laughs> not my, sacrificing virgins. Are you are you trying to tell me because these are all things that you do every day where you like feed your dogs? I am not in a satanic cult, Ashley. Okay. Just checking. <laughs> I mean I wouldn't care if you far, were but, far from it. Um I, w- I wouldn't care. I'd still be your friend. I know you wouldn't be my friend, especially after I did something like this to you where I like made you watch this crap, but Yeah, it's yeah, we're on a we're on a thin line. <laughs> Well, that that leads into my my final question is if um if we were murdered together and you were resurrected to to avenge me, would you put on the goth makeup first or after? I have to put it on. Yes. You're the crow. You have to put it on. <laughs> yeah. Like it can't be like would you or wouldn't you? No, you have to put it You're on. You're the crow. You're the crow. You got to put it on. Why would I put it on after? Well, I'm just saying like if you if you were like pressed for time and you're like, "Oh, I got to avenge Ashley." <laughs> do I do the eyeliner first or do I do it later? <laughs> Do I put black lipstick on now or do I wait an hour? Do I put these? Do, do I put these? Do I, put these I can't st- even answer this question. Do I, do I put these studded like studded cuffs on now, or do I wait? Do I wait a little bit? Can Can I just put on half of it and then leave the makeup part out? Do I? Do I walk I, around with those sweet boots and a jacket? Do I take the time to practice my saunter? Do I? Do I do it later on? I'm the, I can't. Is, I my, can't. Is, is my body in the ground before you start wearing the leather pants or is it like t- <laughs> <laughs> I'm crying over here crying. <laughs> it's cool. I'll do the chicken dance for you. That'll really <laughs> Anyways, so this recipe, uh, oh, this tell one. us about the recipe, Ashley. It's cake. Uh, it's it's a devil's food cake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still losing my shit over here. It's, it's, <laughs> I'm, it's, okay, okay, I'm going to get through this. We're going to get through this. Um, it's a devil's food cake. I did not put red frosting on it the way that Dor- David Boreanaz did with his. With his, his had like a red frosting on it, and he also lit it on fire for some reason. Mine is... <laughs> Mine's just a simple devil's food chocolate cake. I did not. I also didn't put peyote in it. I should have. But I put I put some cinnamon in there. There's a little bit of cinnamon because. Um, I oh, was, good. It's going to be like your chocolate pumpkin no, pie. No, no. I only did a couple of pinches just to give it a little bit more flavor than just like straight up like dense devil's, chocolate. Yeah. It's it's like crumbly. Devil's it's food good. is pretty, pretty yeah. rich. It's very rich. Um, the outside I kind of coated with like just some like, you know, like chocolate chunks and like, you know, like chocolate cake pieces that I kind of mashed up and sprinkled on the outside. It has like a, a buttercream on top, like a chocolate buttercream. Mm-hmm. Um, but it has some it has a little bit of cinnamon mixed into the mix um, just to to give it a little bit more flavor. But we are going to give it dive. a, it's a hot, Yeah, it's a hot ticket. It, it, it is a hot ticket. <laughs> such a hot ticket um but yeah i you know i i was like i'm not doing deviled eggs and i'm not gonna do deviled ham i will never do <laughs> deviled God. ham. but devil's food cake seemed like a good follow-up to to this movie something sweet to counteract the bitterness that this, <laughs> this movie, the taste that this movie left in our mouths um so yeah we're gonna dive into that i'll put the the recipe up on our instagram the day that this goes live and uh and then we'll 
you know, we'll see how you like it. You can let people know if you like it in the next episode. Yeah, please do. Yes, I'm so excited. Definitely try it. I'm um, excited for it. So that is, that is the crow. I'm just, I can't get over, like, I'm just picturing my corpse, like, laying there while you're, like, while you're... Sauntering. Put, while, while you're while you're practicing the saunter and you're, like, fixing the eye makeup. Like, like me just decomposing somewhere in a corner while you're, like, is this is this lipstick too black or should I, like, use, like, a gray color? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> next time, next episode, you're going to come here and I'm going to be wearing the makeup. <laughs> Nobody come dressed like the crow. <laughs> you all want to just look hot. <laughs> So you're going to dress like the crow. Nobody come to my Halloween party dressed as the crow. You're going to look dumb. <laughs> All right. Well, are you ready to go dive into this yes. cake? I'm so excited yes. for this cake. I, right. Oh, my God. I'm crying over here. This is <laughs> so good. Oh, my God. And I promise the next the next movie because I'm going to I'm going to let you pick it. And I know that's going to be a good one. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what you choose. Yeah. Well, it won't be this. <laughs> Is it going to be the Crow 3? Right. <laughs> City of Angels. City of Angels. Straight uh, to DVD. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been super fun, even though this movie was super bad. Um, That's the idea. We will be back soon with another episode, another recipe. You can follow us on Instagram, Baking to the B Movies. We're on Twitter, Baking to B Movies. You can listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. So feel free to subscribe, rate us, all that good stuff. You okay, Steph? I'm fine. How are you? <laughs> you I, got the gigs. I got the gigs. I got the gigs. Right. Have a good one. Later, everybody. <laughs> this has been Baking to the B Movies. My name is Ashley. My name's Steph. See you later, guys. Bye. Bye.